This is part two of The Batman Podcast, directed by Matt Reeves. If you have not seen the movie already, or if you've listened to part one of the podcast, please be warned that part two of the podcast contains heavy spoilers pertaining to the plot of the film. If you do not want spoilers, please be advised to stop listening to the podcast at this very moment. Please go see the movie for yourself and support the DC fandom. Thank you all for listening and enjoy. Welcome to Nerds Rant Live, and I am your host, the Every Nerd. The cat's pajamas, the bee's knees, the whole shebang, the legend of Big Ben Elementary, that guy who jumped over fence that one time. I'm going to fill the executive thing. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this goddamn film already. All right. But uh, yeah, so just to give a quick, yeah, we're almost about an hour in. This is an hour of non, uh, just 55 minutes of non-spoilers. This is where we're getting to the spoiler part. So you've had you've had plenty of time. Keaton, let me take care of this. Okay, go ahead. Get the fuck off this podcast now. You don't want spoilers? Here, here are where the spoilers live. Here are where the spo- spoiler things are. This, this is what this is now. Get the fuck off the podcast. Go, 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 go. And they're gone. Let's go on. Keaton, start us off. Hang on, I'm far away from my mic. <laughs> okay, I'm back. So, Sorry. No. Sorry. Can I start it? Can yeah, I start ahead. it? Sorry, there was, a, there was a fuzzy between my toes and it pissed me off, so I had to chuck it in the garbage. <laughs> so, I love that they introduced the Joker, but I do not want to see him in a main villain role yet. No, no, yes. I, I completely agree. There needs to be there needs to be another movie um, before we so introduce I, the Joker. I've got the yeah. perfect idea for movie number two. Yeah. Um, I'd rather you save that. Or I'm gonna let you do it now because you might forget about it. Okay, Go ahead. I just forgot what 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 was the episode, Darian? What was the episode? I'm blanking on the episode. On the episode for which now? So it was main villain is gonna be Doctor Freeze. Dr. Freeze. Oh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Freeze. Are you thinking Heart of Ice? Heart of Ice. Yes, Yes. yes, I would love that. All right, so, oh, God, know what I would love to do? A combination of Heart of Ice plus um, Sub-Zero. And then we need to also introduce, uh, I guess it depends on how much of a time jump we get, but we need, (laughs) goddamn, I want Robin. I can't have the last live-action Robin. The uh, small little tiny shout out and nipple suits. No. All right. right. Another thing that I also no bullshit like you pulled in Dark Knight Rises. No bullshit like that. Hey, small little shout out, small little shout out and nipple suit. No, Gordon Devitt got robbed. He did. By the way, you know, his first name, uh, you know, his first name's Robin. No, his name should have been at the end of the movie. It should have been Mr. Grayson. It should, he should have been fucking Dick Grayson. No. That would have been, yeah. been too fucking easy. It would have been better. It would have yeah. been fucking better, but like, no, like, I agree. I need, we need Dick Grayson in the second movie. Um, and like, also, for, I, I need Dick Grayson to be Dick Grayson, not Brendan's rates like I gotta have all this dark, gritty, violent part of myself. I'm like, no, no, that that's his territory. He can keep that. I need Robin Dick Grayson, who is 
I need Lord of Sass Grayson, the one that keeps dropping all the goddamn dick jokes. He lives up to his namesake. I need the that dick needs jokes. To, which which but how, which but, but that's the but that spars the question. How you how do you do that in Matthew Reeves universe? My question, how do you fucking do that? My question is is where that's do up you, to the writing team. Yeah. <laughs> where do you find like this is going to sound dumb. But if he is maybe just a humorous version of the character. And it's weird because I'm going to compare him to Chris O'Donnell, the guy who played Robin, uh, Dick Grayson in Batman forever. Um, like I didn't dislike that incarnation of Robin. I really I didn't it in a different movie. Me later. neither. Me neither. You hate it because let's, okay. Batman let's, let's forget, forget about the suits. The Dick Grayson was good. I, no, that's he what I said. A, I need his, that Dick Dick Grayson in a completely different movie. You need that Dick Grayson without ni- suit nipples. Basically, same energy. Basically, same energy. The writing and the directing. Just take that Robin and put him into a different movie. Maybe slightly yes. age him down. Yes, and like I look at Kilmer's film as an underrated Batman film purely because people are like consider it to be too cartoony and too wacky. And that's what Batman is, really? But, like, you have to remember, that was still a very serious-esque movie, to an extent. I mean, Batman has to have a level of humor for the fact of one of his greatest villains of all time was the Condiment King. I mean, (sighs) fucking Condiment King. (laughs) God damn it. I want her to basically not be in this film, but I also want her to have her own standalone. I I th- like I I agree. Heard whisperings you. that was potentially going to happen. I well is it uh, well whispering wasn't, wasn't the last Catwoman movie they did the one with Halle Berry and it wasn't. We're not there. talking about that movie. Yeah, we're not talking about that movie. So maybe maybe it's time for a second try. Um, but I see what With, you mean. Oh, go the ahead. whisperings that I had heard was it was potentially an HBO Max show. That was the again Fine with these that. are whisperings that I have heard through internet chit chatter and what the only confirmation thing coming out of this is we're getting an hbo max thing for penguin which yep. i don't know how much i even care about yeah like not to shit on the penguins but the penguin's great in this movie by the way like i, I love need him to remain a side villain throughout yes. all of this you've not a main villain that. a side villain you have been saying that um you've been saying that since we both seen the movie i wholeheartedly agree with that because the penguin while he is doing shady stuff in the movie He's not warranting anything that puts him on, you know, the super, the Gotham super criminal list. Like Penguin, the Penguin's just like a mob, like a mini mob boss right now. And he's not even a mob boss. He's yeah, just he, a fucking I, rat. Yeah, he's a rat. Like the, I, that's the best way to describe it. I, that's why I said mob boss. Because I well, don't here's know the thing. How... He's not a rat, but he's basically a. He, he's like he's not the guy that snitches on everything that moves. He's just the piece of shit that nobody likes. He is. He is the guy that wants to be Carmine Falcone, but he's not Carmine Falcone. Mainly, he wants that level of power. Because Penguin, Penguin's power compared to Falcone in the movie is dog shit. Penguin can barely do anything. Just, uh, just barely do anything. So, uh, like, I heard some rumblings of using other Batman villains like Calendar Man, and I'm like, that would be great. And also, for people who fucking saw it in the movie, hush. Yes, I I brought this somebody, up. 
Hush. I saw that and I was like, oh my god. Don't I don't think I want Hush yet. I think I want to get one more uh one more Batman movie to let uh Robert really fill out the entire image of Batman. Get him out of his stumbling years and into a more set position before we throw him into Hush. Yes. Like, I would want uh, one more movie and then Hush. Yeah, so my thing, so I think a, a collective thing for us is we want Dick Grayson in the next film. We also, my thing is limited Catwoman in the next film. Limited. It's not that she can't be in it, but she needs to be very limited in it. That could also be like because, a phone conversation or letters going back and forth or something like that. I don't think it would be that. I would just see him just like in the middle of the night after he's gotten home. Him just like looking at like records of stuff getting stolen every once in a blue moon. That's fair. Just like pining without actually pining. <laughs> but um, and then of course, and then of course it's just like that's really what I want. Um, nothing really else. I mean, somebody was rum talking about doing something with Alfred where. It's stuff before, like he became, he came to the to the Waynes. Like one of the things, another thing, one of the things is like, oh, Andy Circus got to live in this film. <laughs> we already <laughs> had a Pennyworth series, like a live action one. Did that happen? I know, I know, it was something that was being talked about. I don't know if it actually happened yet. Uh, hang on, hang on. Uh, yup. It happened. Oh shit! It happened already. I, I didn't yeah. realize that it it came it came and went already. Fuck. It it came out in 2019. It looks like it's still going. What the hell it's is got, this? It's got two seasons. Oh, it's on Epics. That's why nobody fucking saw it. Damn. And it's going to be doing a time jump for season three. So. So so that so I heard rumblings about this show. I know nothing about it, and I'm not going to read anything else. But like. I, I had heard rumblings that this was going to be a thing, but like I just completely tuned out because nobody's talking about it. Then season three is going to be on HBO Max, so that's good news. But like, holy shit, they've had two seasons and nobody. The filming got paused in March due to the to COVID because that's another thing we can blame COVID on. But even still, it's just like nobody's been talking about this anywhere. And for, as a comic book nerd, I'm I'm in tune with everything. And I've just heard nothing. J just nothing. I'm trying to find out what the general, the generic reviews of it are. Yeah. It, um, it seems to be about middle of the road. It's got a 7.9 out of 10 on IMBD and a 66% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it like, seems to be about like middle of the road. Well, they got to do better at promoting it because I, it's like I said, I, I just have not heard shit. Then again, I heard that it was being made, but that was it. The Google rating is 4.7 out of five stars. So, I mean, depending on where you look, it's got giant pluses in some areas, a little less so in other areas. So I, I, the, 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 general, the general overall seems to be pretty dang good. Hopefully. I mean, like, I, I've always wanted something on Alfred, and especially how he gets to know Thomas. Like, also, let's talk about Thomas and Martha Wayne. Oh, yeah, that movie. was that was that was a bit of a shell shocking that, moment. Like I was not I was expecting so, that. So fucking happy. 
Reasons being, Bruce puts his parents on such a pedestal that seeing them get humanized was great. Like, you, uh, I don't know much in the context of the comics or the other deep Batman lore on Thomas and Martha Wayne. Darian, where in the comment or comics have there ever been anything like this about Bruce and Martha? And okay, were so they made to a degree like this? Thomas has never really run for mayor. He's always just been like a rich billionaire trying to help the city. But like, I loved that type of portrayal, that it was different. Like, no, he was going to run for mayor and he was going to do things differently. Um, Martha did have problems, um, did have psychological problems. That was a very real thing. But usually it's always anything that's ever been wrong with like Thomas and Martha. It's always had stuff to do with like the Court of Owls shit. Yeah, so, like, she does. They were part of, so go ahead, Courtney. I, I've, I've actually pulled up the Martha Wayne's uh, Wikipedia pages because I don't actually know her background. But there's I definitely can say she originally did not have any kind of ties to Arkham whatsoever. No. So that that's yeah. definitely something that was done for this movie. But I'm kind of OK with that because she really doesn't have anything in here. We no, really don't have her history. It was a nice okay. change, too, because you saw for just that short moment in Bruce Wayne's like eyes you saw a complete change in perspective. Like everything, like he had this pure look on his face. Like everything I've been doing really has just been meaningless. Like my parents were not the people I thought they were. And, you know, uh, to, to, to Alfred's credit, he, he kind of needed to keep that stuff hidden because when Bruce was a kid, that sort of thing, like what, what do you tell your kid? Or what do you tell, like, Kid Bruce, like, oh, yeah, your father was killed because of X and your mother was actually a, a, a psychotic person that was in an insane asylum? Like, you don't okay, tell it. So if I can input something here, just because, again, I'm reading through Martha's input. So in New 52 is when they changed up Martha's backstory to give her the. Oh, into, New 52. Yeah, Ugh. that's. That's when they shifted the story slightly so that she has because she was admitted. Um, the child born prematurely supposedly sent to Willwood Asylum in order to heal. So that New 52 is when they had her going into an asylum for hit for medical purposes. So that's where that initial seed got planted. Yeah. So like, I think honestly, the Waynes like next to um, Uncle Ben have had the least like characterization beyond their deaths. Like Thomas, like Thomas has gotten a lot of shit since like the Flashpoint thing happened. Flashpoint thing happened because he's now Batman, obviously with his wife becoming Joker. Like that's like the most characterization I've seen of Thomas in like the last decade. Um, but like I've also, but there have been the things of like the Waynes that built Gotham City throughout the Gotham show, where it's like the the Waynes, the Arkham's, yada yada yada, or um, and all these other families are like the Rockefellers, the things that like the people that like the big wealthy families that built cities and shit like that. And they've been portrayed like that, but not really like really extensive shit. So, but like in this movie, I've just really enjoyed like the new take of like, no, he was running for mayor. He was trying to do all these things. 
But guess what? He wasn't perfect. He did business with fucking Falcone, and that's what got him killed. Yeah. He's a and, surgeon? Yeah, Thomas, he, Thomas, he, yeah, Thomas he, Wayne's Thomas a surgeon. Thomas Wayne was a surgeon. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, that was his occupation. He, that was his occupation in Batman Begins. I'm, again, on Wikipedia now. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I really appreciated it, and then you find out that, you know, Falcone... Uh, like just to make sure I'm like relaying good information, Falcone kind of lied to Bruce about the whole scenario. Well, Alfred kind of shed some light on why Thomas. So pretty much, um, a campaign slam against Thomas Wayne was a reporter found out that Martha Wayne had been, uh, you know, uh, institutionalized into an insane asylum, and they were using that as a hit point against Thomas Wayne. So Thomas Wayne ended up, um, he ended up hiring somebody to try, was it, who, who did he try to hire again? Was it, uh, it was someone that, uh, worked for Falcone, right? Leave. So yes. Yeah. So um, as I think the person we all know who actually pulled the trigger on Bruce Wayne Ferris is Joe Chill, but he was basically not mentioned or brought up at all. No, well, it was alluded. He was sort of alluded to the fact of we don't truly know well, just by name, just by name. Yeah, by name. No, it was not mentioned. But Alfred did say it's unknown if Falcone ordered the hit or if it really was just a street thug. So yeah. it still could have potentially been chill. I'm still so, in theory. In theory, I'm saying that it was him, but the reasons why he did it are still out there. Yeah. And one of the things I loved in the beginning of the movie is like it was a murder that was never solved, and I'm like, oh shit. Oh yeah. Um. Because like that's something that like chills and appeals to a lot of people because it's just like I guarantee you, you got a a shit ton of true crime junkies going, oh shit. Like it's one of those. Like, just hearing that, like, hey, the Wayne's murder was never solved. I'm like, that guy was going to be mayor and nobody knows who did it. <laughs> that, that just, that reminds me of, uh, uh, the, yeah, the, the guy running for mayor. He's dead. No one knows who does it, who did it, but he's dead. Uh, that reminds me of uh, a scene. You guys ever see the movie A Thousand Ways to Die in the West? I have not. There's a scene in that movie where he's like, the Wild West is a complete shithole. And he's like, here, let me show you. They walk outside. That is our mayor. He is dead. He has been lying dead on the ground for the last three days, and nobody has even questioned it. Nobody has questioned to look into his death, and nobody has even bothered to move his body from the spot in which he was killed. Oh, God. <laughs> it's hilarious. It is hilarious. But, but like, um, I also want to touch upon how Batman interacted with police. Yes, the... It was very, it was, it was weird. They hated him. So, uh, to a degree, because there were some police officers like the one, the police either loved or hated Batman, which I really like, liked. Well, I think that it would be, it would be more fair to say like 60% of the police officers hate him, 40% like it. Yeah. And Commis Commissioner Gordon 100% trusts him. I yeah. thoroughly enjoy the uh, relationship yes. between Commissioner Gordon and Batman in this movie. I love it, it so was much. It was I love how he never tried to stop him, stop him, but just tried to reel him in. Yeah, like Commissioner, Com the guy who played Commissioner Gordon, Darian Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright, he did a great job in this movie. He was fantastic. 
And the relationship yeah. between the two of them was built so well. Like, I love the one where he's like, uh, look, <laughs> like, let me talk to Batman. There's a scene where Batman's in a room and it's like an interrogation room and it is filled with nothing but police officers and one Batman. And they are trying so hard to just rip his mask off. And Gordon's like, let me talk to him. Okay, let me talk to him. Because Batman's getting very hostile. He's like, I don't want you guys to reveal who I am. And Gordon's like, let me talk to him. Give me five minutes with him. And so they clear it out. And Gordon just starts whispering, we need to get you out of here. Here, take this key and punch me in the face. <laughs> and it's beautiful because he legit punches him as hard as he can. Oh, no, no he yeah, doesn't. That, he that, pulled what, his punch. Yeah, which, which might have been just the equivalent of breaking so he's Gordon's like, jaw. Damn it's like, damn, man, I did think you'd hit me for real. That was me holding back. <laughs> you could have pulled your punch back. I thought you were going to pull your punch. I, I did. did. <laughs> yeah, Batman oh. pull, pulling back his punch is punching as hard as he can. Also, one of the things I want to talk about how Batman's character, like, relates to the police, I feel the respect he has for the police in that in that first scene. He has the respect for them, but they do not respect him. Are you talking— and it is, are you talking in the murder scene or when they're in the... In the, the murder scene. Okay, okay. So, like, he's not stepping on the toes. He's not calling them idiots. He's not saying, well, if you had been looking or anything cheeky like that. He's letting them do their jobs and just asking questions. Yeah, because he because Some you find very, out... very subtle ways pointing them in directions. Yes, because yeah. if you notice... Like, like, one thing I always notice is just... He's very... He was very observant. And then they reveal... His contact lenses, it's not his cowl that's giving him this vision and the scanning properties. It's his contact lenses, which I thought was really cool because he takes them out and they're pretty much recording everything he sees and everything he hears. Part of his detective persona coming through and I'm so glad we got to see it. It was so cool because... Be a detective. Because, uh. because it's so cool because... There's a lot of times where Batman goes rogue and he's the first man in and then, you know, the the got the GCPD usually follows his lead. It was so cool to see him like like he was almost actively working with them. He was at every crime scene and he was working with them. And like you said, Darren, he wasn't belittling them or like saying you need to look here if you would have looked that sort of thing. It was he was working mutually with them. It's not like Sherlock fucking Holmes where he's just being a dick in every fucking crime scene. It's I've just also... like... Go ahead. Um, uh, ups, um, one of the things, like, also, like, when, like, he asks for, like, a piece of, a vital piece of evidence, he's like, you really want me to give this to this guy? And then all, all Gordon's like, he's wearing gloves, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you really want me to give evidence to this guy? He's wearing gloves. <laughs> It's just funny. It's like, yes, this guy who wants to keep his identity safe is going to wear fingerless gloves where you can easily trace his fingerprints. He's going to leave fingerprints <laughs> all over gonna, the scene. He's going to leave fingerprints. <laughs> um, ah, shit. What was it? What was the, it? The, uh, the other thing that I think of a lot is when Batman goes back to the Riddler's apartment later on and you just have the other officer just talking, you just he lets that officer just ramble as he just does his thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which was nice cuz he just he was able to just tune him out and wasn't again, he wasn't belittling the dude or anything like that. Yeah. And yeah. even would explain things as the cop was like, "What are you doing?" This 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 and this. 
oh, fuck. But, but you know what? Yeah. That guy ended up helping Batman. He's like, what is this? Oh, that's a carpentry tool. You know, mm-hmm. you, you use that to pull up the rugs. It's like, and Batman's like, oh, shit. And he realizes oh, what he has to do. Click. It's like, rug. it's like, you know, bat, like, hmm. What what would you say is the best way to describe? You know, we, I said Batman was very aggressive in this movie. What word, if you could describe Batman's personality in this movie, what would it be? Direct. You would say direct. Yeah. Direct. That, that's a that's a good way of describing it. Yeah, I I agree. Um, what do you got? I said aggressive. I um, hmm. that that's tough. Courtney, go before me. I got to think about this one. Yeah, I'd say direct is a very good way of putting it. He's direct and upfront when dealing with the criminals. And in many ways, other than the fact that he is hiding his identity, there there are a number of things that he is direct and upfront with. I mean, there is obviously stuff he's going to hide. Just because as he's slowly learning that the cops have corruption within them, he starts keeping more and more stuff back. but. In many ways, he is very honest about some of his reactions. Where if he doesn't like something, he doesn't like something. Yeah, um, yeah. He so, doesn't really beat around the bush per se, unless the situation <laughs> truly calls for it. Yeah, there's um. He gets, yeah. he gets to the point. I think that's why I said like aggressive because in in scenes in the movie, like when he goes to the iceberg lounge, um, he just pretty much punches his way in. And he, get, and he gets to Penguin, and he establishes his presence. Um, like the scene where, uh, where uh, the, the scene inside the arena when the city's flooding and the Riddler minions are up there, and they're going to they're gonna just massacre people. Like, it is, it, is, it is scary what the Riddler is going to do. And we'll touch on the Riddler in just a second. But, like, he just, he doesn't try to, like, stealthily take him down. He crashes through the fucking ceiling and just starts, uh, pretty much like grappling guys and because all the guys are strapped in so they don't fall off the rafters. He just starts chucking them off after he punches them in the face. Like he is very Fiddling pinatas. <laughs> How many times can I whack it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want to touch on two things. I don't know how much longer you guys, because we could sit here and talk about this movie all I'm night. All day. I'm good to go for a while. <laughs> I want to yeah. touch on two specific things. And we'll save uh-huh. this. We'll save the last one um, because oh, yeah. I think it's. A I want to add scene. one more thing with that, with like his conversation of his characterization with people. You see Batman just do a visible shift in character in in speaking to people when he talks to Selina. Yes, his yeah, like, exactly. He goes from like being very aggressive, very direct, very honest to being very awkward. He doesn't lose that aggression at, at certain points, but he becomes very awkward when he's talking to her. Well, yeah, because, like, she is, like, she's, mo- like, the most, like, I want to say bombastic person that Batman is talking to. Because he's usually either talking to cops or he's talking to criminals. Selena Kyle is, like, the one person in the movie where he's talking to that's, you know. The one person that he really. The, the one person that he what? Uh, sorry. My Wi-Fi sometimes cuts in and out, so. Uh, no worries. Does... I, I always try to pick off whenever it cuts. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, what what did you say? Is that basically her bombasticness? I don't even know if that's a fucking word, but like yeah, yeah, bombastic, like over the top. 
like over the top, just really just catches him and takes him off guard. And I really, really like that. Yeah. Because that's something that humanized the crap out of him throughout this entire aggressive, direct Batman we got throughout the film. Yeah. Isn't it sad that in a Batman movie, Bombastic is literally just being an average person and having normal conversation? Agreed. <laughs> um. So I'll, I'll save my uh, I'll save like the, the second one for last because I think it's the most powerful scene. But yeah. can we just can we just touch on can we get into the Riddler? I want to talk about the Riddler. All right. So one of the things. Oh, no, I got to I got to save the reveal part for later. So I don't know. Courtney, you should go next. Um, oh, God, Courtney's got nothing for, uh, well, for the Riddler. Yeah, just for the Riddler. Anything to say on him? Uh, I, 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 I can just really honestly reiterate the fact of I love how they portrayed him. How they were actually oh. able to realize him in a to ground him in a reality and not make him campy. Yes. And that made me so so happy and in many ways fucking terrifying. Yeah. Um, like, it's it's very much a how to make a serial killer steps here. How to yeah, go nuts. One of the things I loved about the Riddler in this film is I didn't realize it like what I'm going back into my own head here while watching the film. And I realized I'm like, oh my god, I'm on the side of the Riddler. What? The fuck? It's yeah. not like and it's not like I want it to be. The film's just pushing you there. Yeah, because it does. for, for yeah. con for con oh go ahead, Courtney. I, I think for for me though, the line kind of get gets crossed when he starts going after Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. I think just because we know that Thomas, in all honesty, was not one of those men. No. He no. just unfortunately is part of that circle because of his elevated platform and who he has to interact with. Like what like yeah. what uh so Alfred he got lump summed. Yeah. Like what Alfred said, Thomas only did what he had to do because he wanted to protect his wife. He wanted to protect his family. He did it because if he didn't do that, Martha was going to be destroyed. Like they and were there's gonna... also the level of naivety on Thomas's part to think that Falcone wouldn't go that far. Yeah. But that's very much a man with his hands tied of what was he supposed to do? Because, you know, the, what could he do? In the eyes of the Riddler, Thomas Wayne is just as guilty as all of them. But when you break it down, Thomas Thomas Wayne is not a bad person. He is like Courtney said, he is not within that circle. He got lumped in with that circle. But Thomas Wayne is not a bad person. It's just the like like you said, the line gets crossed when he starts going after Thomas because Thomas Wayne was not a bad person. He just he got like you said, he got lumped in with that group because he did something because his hands were tied. He tried to do something that was good, which was the what was it? Re, the, the the revival act or whatever it was. The renewal oh, act renewal. Like he created the renewal act for a good purpose, but then others entities came in and corrupted it so it didn't go to the people it was supposed to go to yeah and it's just like i look over at thomas wayne and i'm like here's the thing if he had done things the way that like a normal rich person would deal with this and just pay people off it would have been simpler 
but well, like tried to but, with the reporter, but the reporter it, wasn't having it. Wasn't having it. Like, well, not even just to the reporter, just the people the reporter worked for. He could have paid off the reporter's boss. He could have paid. He could have bought the company the guy worked for, and then said like, "No, nah, fire that guy." <laughs> he could have. He really could have. Like, there were several ways that he could have done it, and. I feel like he tried to do the first thing, and after that didn't work, he overly panicked when he could have just said, no, just buy the fucking paper. What is he going to do? I go back to, I bought the bank. <laughs> the look that Clark gives Bruce after he says that line. Yeah, but, but the thing is, the thing is, he's like, uh, you say like, oh, he could just buy the stuff. It's like, Thomas Wayne doesn't, he doesn't come off as that kind of person that would do that. Like, No, but like, that would have been the simplest way to do it. Yeah. Would have been your, in that retrospect, would have, that then, would have been your stereotypical rich person move. Yeah, but yeah. Thomas. But then, well, yeah. Thomas is trying not to do that. Yeah, but then that would have like that would have you know I I may be thinking too deep on this, but that probably would have set off a chain reaction. Like Thomas Wayne buys newspaper company that was creating smear campaign against wife. Yeah, that that's where. That's where that angle would have twisted if Thomas was your regular rich person. Yeah, but th- Thomas the, is at least. I'm, oh, let me rephrase that. He, if he was the stereotypical rich person of, I'm just going to buy these things and pay these off and hush, 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 money. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, hush, 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 money. But, hush, hush, confirm. Yeah. Hush, confirm. Batman two. <laughs> hush, confirm. Batman two. No, Batman no. three. Damn it. No, Batman uh, two. We gotta, we gotta have a movie in between the Joker because Joker is no, gonna. No, no, no. My next, my next film. It needs to go to, um, whatever the fucking brothers were. I think it's the Stanley Circus or whatever. Oh, the Abramovich and, twins. Yeah, whichever is going next. Um, I suggested Matt Hatter in one of our conversa- conversation conversation because Royal Flush Game would be good. Um, but like one of the things like. I wanted to, I loved about like the Riddler in this film is like how like polarizing he was throughout the film. Because at a certain point, no matter what you do, you are sucked into what the Riddler's saying and what he's trying to do. Yeah. Like, I don't agree with, like, I don't I agree think we with. all drive, draw the line at murder, and that's where we yeah. all draw the line. But the things yeah. he's trying to bring to light, we're like, no, th- this has got to be said. Yeah. Like, I don't like. To, to a degree, like you said, the line stops at murder. I don't believe in, like, murdering people to make a difference. That's me personally. Um, I think that's a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> I just said a that because... A lot of people. I just said that because, like, maybe there's somebody out there that's like, well, I think these people should be launched into space as part of an experiment, you know, if they're menaces to society. I mean, what's Let's leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, let's also get into the reveal of the Riddler. And the person behind the Riddler. It was so funny to me because it's like you see him in the mask. It's like this guy is this guy's crazy. But then you actually see him. It's like he's a fucking nerd. <laughs> he's a nerd. No, no, he is not one of us. No, I know like, too many of us. who know, I'm he does saying, not I'm represent saying, us. I, no, I looks, I, you know what I mean, though? He looks like a nerd. Like he, he, he's sitting in a collared shirt with like the big, like transparent glasses. Like the the glasses with like the transparent frame. The tiniest of arms. The he, tiniest he, of arms. He 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 he's he's a goddamn genius. The which is the scary part of it is how smart that man is to but come can, up with all of that. But can we also touch on just still the ignorance and the 
overall like obliviousness of the Riddler. It was right there in front of him with all the newspaper clippings. He still can't fucking figure out that Batman is Bruce Wayne. No, it's not that he didn't figure it out. He he just didn't care. But no, no, no. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. I know it didn't matter, but like. Was there (sighs) anything for him to make that connection? Uh, I I don't know, but they kind of they kind of hint like I feel like all the newspaper. If he had not been, if he had not been mentally ill and the violent evil kind of mentally ill, he probably would have figured it out if he cared enough to look. Yeah, like, but the thing that he doesn't care. He didn't care who he was. You look at the newspaper clippings in his room, and it really gives you the idea, like, oh, this guy's figured it out. And, and, And you have that. When he goes in to meet him. Yeah. And, and even even Batman thinks, oh shit, he knows. Yeah, he knows. But then he starts talking to Batman, like, and we'll like see Bruce Wayne. It's a shame I couldn't get him. And like he's talking to him like like he starts talking to him like he knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne, but then he trails off and he just completely like revealed the fact like, oh, I actually don't know that Batman is Bruce Wayne. He thinks they're two separate people because he thinks Batman is there to watch him burn and watch the city explode, and he thinks Bruce Wayne is going to die with the rest of the people. Yeah, and it's just How like... Is it that all of the villains end up targeting Bruce Wayne? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> and, and the funny and thing is, Matt Reeves Bruce... created Riddler in this film with the idea that Batman creates his own villains. Yes. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, 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 always, I, I always... don't know if Batman created the Riddler, though. Because yeah, he, did. Rid- he did. He well, did. Because was Riddler it? was inspired I... by what Batman was doing. But the ground roots for what... Where Riddler came from, the issues that he had... I don't know if... I I hesitate to say that he was the full reason behind what the Riddler Riddler's creation. I think he's a piece of the puzzle, but unless you had all the rest of those puzzle pieces, and then Batman just kind of pushed it over the edge to say, okay, yes, we're committing to doing this. But I so I wouldn't necessarily say he fully created the Riddler, but he, I, I will say he may have been part of it, but I don't think he fully created the Riddler because, no. um, again, unless you had all those other pieces, it wouldn't have come to fruition. Didn't the animated series touch on the fact that regardless of whether or not Batman was there, these events, these people, this was going to happen anyways? Because when you look at it, like, the Penguin is still going to happen regardless. Who's to say, no. uh, you know, because do we still have a definitive like is the Joker's true backstory like he feel like, like we what, don't know they've kept it ambiguous who the fuck and how the fuck he's come to existence because think about and it also some, like New Fifty Two has written up the fact that like there are three Jokers yeah there's yeah, never there, just been one there yeah. there's a couple different options for where Joker came from I am now like once again on Wikipedia um. <laughs> So, you, the 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 direction this movie seems to be going is the Red Hood gang route that where he fell into the vat 
of acid and then is gonna potentially be stapling his face back onto his face. Um, that seems uh. to be the route this one's going just because of the way the actor looked in the I mean, we didn't really get a clear shot, but he looked deformed. His face looked deformed. Yeah. yeah so, so for people who don't I, know, it's gonna be Barry uh Kaogan. So basically, um Druid from Eternals. That's who his actor is gonna be. And after seeing him in even in just that, I've seen him in other things too. I look at him and go, he's perfect. Yeah. That like, is a perfect casting. I knew it wasn't gonna be him, but part of me was just like, oh, that's not Joaquin Phoenix. But it like it, I knew some people were I knew some people well, there's, that there, there's no way that could yeah, be Joaquin there's, Phoenix. There's, there's no way that could be Joaquin Phoenix. Does that mean the that means the Joker would have to be like fifty some years old at that point? Um, yeah, and yeah. for him to be able to keep off of Batman, there's no way. Yeah, no. Yeah. So so I th- there's no way that could make sense. I saw some people discussing that on like my Twitter feed, like when the Batman did come out and people were talking about that. It's like, well, it, it just doesn't it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. The two are made to be their own standalone quote unquote you uh cinematic universes. Um yeah. and, I mean Joker had Thomas Wayne in it because I remember seeing that on Wayne's uh Thomas's Wikipedia. Yeah and the so reason Thomas existed back then so there's no way. Yeah and uh yeah. and in uh Joker Thomas and Martha Wayne die a completely different way than they do in the Batman. So it's a it, it, yeah spoiler warning Batman's parents died. Um so <laughs> How oh, could no. you? How could you ruin that for me? Hey, they came back to life more than they came back to life more than Uncle Ben. Okay, there's that. Anyway, <laughs> Uncle Ben is still to this day the only comic book character that has died and stayed dead. Anyways, moving on. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's changed actually. I just like saying that. I just like saying that because I think it's funny. Anyways, multiverse um, variants. <laughs> that's out the door. Um. So, anyways, um, Darian. Um, <clears throat> is there Darian Courtney? Is there anything else like you guys want to like uh, touch on in uh, terms? So of, like, we've been talking so great about this movie. Let's start talking about stuff we didn't like. At least stuff we got to just okay. to like level the playing field. So can, can, my we, thing about this before, movie. Before we do ahead. that, can we actually talk about like the one last scene I wanted to t- uh, mention? Go ahead. It's the scene where he's uh, in the flooded arena and he holds out his hand while holding the flare and he helps the little boy because nobody else there. The scene is Batman pretty much uh, wades through a bunch of flooded arena, like uh like chest high water. And he has a, uh, like a safety flare and he walks up to a group of people that are trapped and he holds out his hand to people, but people are scared and moving away from him. But there's this little boy who was the son of the former mayor who ended up getting murdered by Riddler. He's the only one that takes Batman's hand and that sends the signal to the people. We can trust this guy. And the final scene is like Batman just in broad daylight, carrying people, helping medical officials. It's like that scene to me is one of like, personally to me, that is one of the most powerful scenes in any Batman movie. Because it showed, I agree. It showed he knew that he needed to be more than just a uh, person that beat the crap out of villains. He needed to be someone people could trust, somebody people could rely on, someone that people could depend on to protect them. He was more than just a crime fighter. He was uh, the people's protector. 
And that's why I love that scene so much. Yeah, I agree, yeah. especially since the sun is just rising as that happened. Um, also, another thing I want to touch upon is the bad guy got away with his big plan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That never happens in a Batman movie. Like, the ca- like Batman kept the ca- helped keep the casualty amount down because thousands of people were going to die. And Batman lowered that casualty amount to... He lowered that amount substantially. We don't know by how much, but, like, the bad guy got his plan off. That's, I, that's, that was something I... In retrospect, I liked. Because, once again, Batman is only human. I would arguably say that Batman, while he did save a bunch of people, he only really saved a bunch of people at the arena. Yeah. Otherwise, Riddler got away with everything else. Well, the there had to have casualty been, list is going to be huge. There had to have been other refuges for people to go into. I would have yeah. to assume that. They were I talking mean, about how that was one of the best places to save. Yeah, that was the best place to go because of the geographical location. That's the best place to go. Which is where that second massacre would have taken place. But that's the massacre that Batman stopped. Yeah. Because they were going to kill all the elected officials and everybody powerful who got to the arena. And Batman stopped him. And that was like one of the hugest parts of the whole thing. And I liked that he, like I said, for lack of a better term, got away with it. Because like you're looking at it and it's just like, Nah, he pretty much got away with it because all these people died. And guess what? Riddler's still alive. He can get out of jail any day. And he's a Batman villain. He Let's face it, he will get out of jail. Well, yeah, because Arkham Asylum is the equivalent of Revolving Door. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, all right. Let's go on to stuff that we, we dislike so we can close it out. Um... As much as I like this movie and everything got to me meshed out, this movie is insanely long. Oh my god, yeah. And I... and, and you notice it. Like and there there are times in this movie you feel the movie's about to end and it just doesn't. Yeah, like I agree with that. I the movie is too long. Uh well I won't say too long. I know like I'm the guy I'm the guy who sat through all of Avengers Ed Game from beginning to end, sort of so thing. So did I. And it's not so much I was sick and t- like the the thing is you're not tired to the point where it's like oh just let this movie end you're not sick and tired of the movie you are just exhausted by the time you get out of that theater like you are just mentally drained. I'm not allowed to say anything because I'm the nitwit that'll marathon all three extended Lord of the Rings movies in a row. Uh, but but you do that, <laughs> you do that on your own t- you do that on your own time in the comfort of your own house with the comfort of PJs. You didn't have, okay, can we also, like, uh, this This isn't a negative, but, like, did you guys have any, like, negative theater experiences when seeing the movie? I'm sorry, um, I wore comfy PJs to see this movie, because I knew it was going to be three hours long. I wore So um, I went to the bathroom before, and I wore the comfiest outfit I had. I, I have the perfect pants for this type of stuff, so I wasn't, it's just like, more or less, it's just like one of those things where you just become painfully aware of how long something is. You're just going like, what? What? Why is this still going? Like, wh- wh- why is it taking this long? And it's just like, 
and I look at it now, it's just like, if they made a movie that long for their first one, how long are these other ones going to be, and how long is it going to take to make them? Yeah, because, well, this movie, this movie probably experienced a bunch of delays because, you know, it came out, or production, I think, started and was going on through uh, when the pandemic was at its highest, I think, or, like, in the middle part of it. Okay. So the movie, like, everything that we're going to be seeing now like coming out that started like at the start or like in the middle of the pandemic. So the f- movie had production was disrupted by COVID. Hold on. The, I, I got your the answers are coming off of Wikipedia. Uh, please be nice online. X fucking, excuse me. Wikipedia is one of the most greatest online resources ever. They cite their sources. I agree. I'm just saying, so, <laughs> just just be nice to people if we get some one stupid asshole's things wrong. I mean, ever take everything with a grain of salt on the internet. But uh, production was disrupted by COVID-19 beginning two months after filming started. So it was the... It was when in, the filming initially began. Was It was in filming, it looks like. When did they resume, I want to know? Uh, March 25th, the filming had been suspended. March 25th, filming had been suspended indefinitely. Production was unlikely to restart until at least mid-May, and Warner Brothers pushed the release date back, blah, 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 blah. Uh, oops. This is real time, people! This is live! (laughs) Uh, I now understand one of the things. Um, apparently the production's dialect coach, Andrew Jack, died from COVID-19. So that explains why he was in the dedicated to section. I was wondering who that was. Rest in peace. That answers that question. Rest in peace, good sir. All right, Pete, dude. Oh, when did it? Uh, I'm I'm, I'm trying to skim through this to find where. A month later, Batman was given permission to restart production in July at the earliest. By September 3rd, filming had resumed for three days only got paused again when Pattinson tested positive for COVID. Oh my god, so pretty much... So it was it was in the filming stages of the movie that they were having the COVID issues. So pretty much it was a case of they had to go, they could start going, but if someone was positive, they had to enter a health and safety protocol. Oh, that, that was Pattinson got COVID, so they had to hard stop because of Pattinson. God damn it, Batman! <laughs> Hey, I mean, the man took how many years to finally turn into a bat from his vampire days? Come on. Oh, um, oh, oh, snap. Oh, <laughs> anyway. Oh. But it looks like the... Uh, hey, 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 filming... hey. Look on the bright side. He doesn't have to be the turn into a bat. That's Michael Morbius's job now. <laughs> That's... I, I, I am terrified for that movie. Anyways, filming resumed on September 17th after Pattinson was cleared to return to set. So they shut down March 25th and resumed filming again September 17th. So that is a huge chunk of time that they got delayed. Yeah, which also makes you think, this movie is three hours long. Imagine if there was stuff that they cut, <laughs> which I assume there, there probably had there to be. There better not be. There better there not be. Is, Don't do that stuff. to me. There is stuff that's been cut. They've... There's always stuff that cut, but don't don't go and ask for the Snyder cut or the Reeves cut of this movie. We're don't get, do it. We're gonna get a four-hour Batman movie. I can't do it. 
Not in I, theaters. I will say not in theaters that, to that, that is, but at home. That give is it something to me. that we are going to have to meet up at someone's house if there is something like that. If there's a, it's like a quote, like I just put it in quotations, the Snyder cut of the Batman, and I just refer to Snyder the cut. Reeves as, cut. The Reeves cut. Um, Director's cut. Which three hours in, I'm pretty sure they let Reeves put a good chunk of shit that he wanted in there. Um, but if there is that, we're going to have to meet at someone's house. And we're going to have to take like regulated like bathroom breaks. And we may need to go to fucking Denny's or something because we're going to need to break that shit up. No. Straight in a row. Again, I'm, I'll, I'll do six movies extended straight in a row. I have no room to talk. Anyways, but to, I, I'm going to throw another little piece in here just because I found it on the Wikipedia page. Sequels. There is a sequel section on here. The Batman is intended to be the first of a new Batman film trilogy to establish a Batman-focused shared universe separate from the DCEU. Key cast members signed on for future films as of November 2019. December 2021, Pattinson said he had ideas for developing Batman's character in other films, while Clark said the Batman would lay the foundation for future films to build upon. Pattinson and Reeves expressed interest in introducing Robin and featuring the Court of Hours calendar man mr freeze or hush as villains in a sequel oh so, so how many of those things did we have listed pretty much everything except for, for court of owls for the for context we never looked that up <laughs> yeah just <laughs> looked it up now that is but it's like robin we wanted mr freeze we wanted i remember someone mentioned calendar man hush was in there again. the only thing we hadn't said was court of owls because if i remember correctly you kind of need robin for court of owls to yes. agree, don't yes. you? so you have to have one to get that other so that's why i had never said court of owls because you need one and i don't know if you'd want to do robin and then immediately court of owls that just sounds like a bad idea yeah so um in my case i don't want like a 10 year old or 12 year old robin i think that would be the wrong way to go which sounds sad because no teen titans also Reeves has said he wants no supernatural elements in, in not Spider-Man, um, Batman. He so, wants none. So, so there won't. will be no Superman meeting Good. If, if Matt Reeves have anything to say about it, which bothers me because now that we have Robert Pattinson, I want him to meet Henry Cahill, Cavill, or whatever. I want him to meet him and just go, this is you. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but, um... Overall, this movie gets a nine, nine out of ten for me. Yes, I, I give this movie an eight and a half out of ten. Mainly just because, like, it was long. My ass was hurting at the end of it, but I'm not blaming the movie for that. I'm blaming the shitty ass recliner I was sitting in, uh, in the theater. But like, the length is the the length I think is going to be the biggest deterrent for people because it's like, ah, oh, I got to sit down and watch it for three hours. Yeah, like, how am I supposed to watch this in my own home? Like, legit. Like, watching it in your own home would be easier because you can at least pause it, go to the bathroom, go get some water. Well, how are you ever going to finish it? Yeah, th th that is a good... And actually pay attention the whole time. You press play. Get yeah. a good bowl of popcorn, comfy pajamas, make yourself a couch potato. I think I think that's also one thing that kind of... Like, attention span, I have ADHD. Like, I think that's just one thing that also deterred it from me. It was, like, me and my buddy... Like the theater we went to, there was a Culver's right next to the theater. So we went to the Culver's right beforehand, 
And the only thing we got when we got to the theaters is like he got like a Dr. Pepper and I just got like a water cup. We didn't get the popcorn because we were full from lunch. So we didn't have like the big tub of popcorn that we would hand back and forth. Because, you know, sometimes like those little like outside mental detractors that take your attention away for a split second, like if it's just munching on popcorn, that's sometimes enough to like snap you back in. I can happily say I am fortunate to not have that problem. We had the we had the good old bucket of popcorn, the snacks, the sodas. We were good to go for that movie. So I, I guess in some ways it also kind of is what is your mindset going into this movie? Yeah, oh. Dar- yeah, Darian, go. Okay, so for my mindset going into this movie was open open mindset. I I, I also I had completely forgot that this movie was coming out until about three days before. Yeah, I forgot that this I, I completely forgot and I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna fandango this now and I'll go see it at like nine o'clock so I can get out at a reasonable time. Then forgot that it's like three hours long and got out at like twelve forty six. <laughs> you had to work the next morning. <laughs> I did ha- no, I didn't have to work until two. Oh, that that's well, not too hard. Yeah, that that's that's yeah. not bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. And I'm just like, you know what? I'll make it work. It's not the first time I've ever had to do something like this, but like, but yeah. like, I, I, any rewatch I will do, I guarantee you will be interrupted by like stupid shit for me. And it's only because it's just like, this is going on my Ready Player One wall, where it's, it's a movie I cannot watch often, rewatch often. Yeah. I will watch this once and then not watch it for two years. You'll, you'll, You'll maybe you will need to be in the mood to watch it. Yeah. Like I want to watch the Batman. Yeah, but, it's like so probably just, right before the next one comes out. Yeah, I'll watch it before the next one comes out. Like, I just pray to God that I never have to do what I did for fucking Endgame again. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> oh wait, well, no, I, well the season two fan base doesn't know this, but like I rewatched every single Marvel movie leading up to Endgame, finishing. Not Captain Marvel, but a movie I had not seen since it came out in theaters, which was Avengers Infinity War, literally out in the parking lot. (laughs) So I finished Infinity War and watched it for the first time since Infinity War came out the first time in the parking lot of the same theater I saw Infinity War. So basically... The way that Infinity War ended, I just swore to myself, I'm never watching it again. I'm not going to watch this again until Endgame comes out. I'm just not going to. That's fair. <laughs> sure as shit, I, I mean, did not watch it again until legit I got out of my car and watched Endgame right after I finished it. I mean, Darian, to be fair, um, I haven't watched Infinity War. I haven't watched Infinity War, I think, since... Yeah, I think since before Endgame was going to come out. Like, I'm in that same boat. I have not watched it since 2019. It depresses me so much. It's not that movie that I'm like, oh, dude, let's go watch Infinity War for fun. No, no. It's something you have to, like, go, okay, if I'm going to watch Infinity War, I'm watching Endgame right after this because I cannot watch all these people die again. Yeah, like, if for context, if I were to ask Darian if he wanted to watch Infinity War, he would make it a requirement we watch Endgame right after or he would just say no. But if I asked Darian if he wanted to watch like Spider-Man Homecoming, which he said is one of the easiest Marvel movies that he thinks he can just pick up and watch at any time, and I wholeheartedly agree with that, he would have no problem with that. That just shows yeah, the, I, the, the difference between the two films, or like the moods of films. Mr. Yeah, Shark, it, I don't feel so good. 
don't do that to me, Courtney. Not on my podcast. <laughs> that 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 is one of those things. That is a line that broke me for two years, Courtney. Don't even. It was so how do you good, think, though. How the do you storytelling, think, the power of storytelling. Holy crap. How do you think I feel when I, I, I had this? That was pretty much like 2.0 for me because that same scene was pretty much in the 10th Doctor season of Doctor Who. And he said a line very similar to that. And then I had to watch fucking Spider-Man say that. No, okay, so, Courtney, here's the thing. As for you, you've only had to watch that version of Peter Parker die once. I had to watch Peter die twice. Because once in comics, when Octopus just let him slowly die in front of him alone... And then I had to watch him die in a theater next to my best friend and walk out and try to deal with that. And it, that's hard. Like, and then I had to have everybody make memes about it, which, by the way, I never thought were funny. I would share them for other people. I never thought they were funny. That's one of my favorite characters in anything dying. And I had to be reminded of it. And I never wanted his death that death, Courtney, at least, and I'm not blaming you or saying anything about that, but like, I never want to be desensitized to that death. Like, I've seen Star Wars a hundred times. I am desensitized to Uncle Ben's death. Darian, I'm going to say this again. The power of good storytelling. Because when you got a director and story writers and movie, the movie team, the heads of the movie team, when they do it good, goddamn, do they do it good. Yeah. That's the power of yeah. good storytelling in a movie where you can't go back and watch those things. <laughs> Darian's yeah. desensitized to it. He can watch Anakin. Yeah, he can watch uh, Anakin kill that room full of children, but he will cry when Peter Parker. Uh, <laughs> actually, Keaton, I have I don't watch Revenge of the Sith. I was going to say, yes, Darian's completely desensitized. I, I, it's not that I don't. It's not that I think it's a good movie or anything. I just don't watch it. It's no. it's. It's it's an it's an evil winning movie, and I don't correlate like I can't do the same thing with Revenge of the Sith like I would do with um Star Wars. So it's like okay, I'll watch Revenge of the Sith and then go watch A New Hope. <laughs> I can't do that. Why? Because I wouldn't be going to watch A New Hope. I would be going to watching Rogue One, which would depress me even more. Yeah. Or I would go watch Rebels, which will take several days. <laughs> Oh man, if you if you watch Revenge of the Sith, then you go to Rogue One, and then you go back to like like you go to like a like a modern day Star Wars movie, and then you go back to like the original ones. It's like oh wow, yeah, pr production quality. Thy name is time. Yeah, it's just like watch. It's like, well, here's another good comparison for movies like this. I cannot watch Force Awakens and watch Han die. That is fair. I, that is fair. It, it, Force Awakens is that good of a movie to me that I cannot just go and just like, uh, uh, I have to go watch Han die again. And then in the next film, I have to watch Luke die. Uh, yep. But anyways, uh, Courtney, on a scale of uh, one to ten, what would you give the Batman? Probably give it like nine, nine point five. There really isn't much in the movie that I had issues with. Besides I'd the length. I don't have issues with the length because in many ways, I mean, it was long, but if I sit down and look at it, it's like, what can you possibly take out? Nothing. There's not really anything you can take out of it because if you start trying to take things out, 
it, the story is going to fall apart. So as long as the stuff that's in there contributes to the story, I'll sit through it. I have a bladder of iron. <laughs> I also just go to the bathroom before I sit down to watch the movie. No, no. I sit there in pain until the movie's over. My buddy, actually, I go to the... my buddy actually got up and went to the bathroom during the movie. I'm like, what are you doing? Fucking traitor. Blasphemy. Fucking traitor. Total blasphemy. But I once literally went to Jamaica and hadn't gone to the bathroom on the plane for stupid reasons, thinking I could go to the bathroom the second I got off the plane. There was no bathroom at the airport. Wait, I didn't have to be on a... There was no bathroom at the airport. None. Oh, oh. was was it just one of those like tiny airports where it's just like it was it was one of those tiny airports. <laughs> get your shit and get out. I was in pain. And what? ever since going through that, I'm like, I can do that forever now. <laughs> yeah, I so, I refused so, to go to the bathroom on a plane as a child, so I learned to hold it very well. Can I can I, I was in pain during Endgame when that happened. Because I'm just like, I can't leave. So the only issue I Who had leave? only issue I had during Endgame and the Batman was my ass was sore by the end of it. That's the theater's fault, Keaton. That's uh, the seat quality. That's nothing on the movie. Yeah, it's not like this one time. It's not also, like it's Keaton, not like, do you go? go to, do you go to a Marcus Theater? Uh, I went to a Marcus Theater, but we couldn't get the Dream Lounger Theater. That like, explains it. Yeah, we had like the normal. But the thing is, is like I was able to like when lean was back. this? Wait, what? This is like 2018. Wait, oh no, 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 no. Uh, but uh, no, I was in a, uh, I was, in, I wasn't in a, I was in, a, I was in a Marcus theater for the Batman, but for because uh, Marcus anything. has converted all of their seats to Dream Loungers now. No, not, not all of them. Not, not, the, not all of them. Not the I one in Green all. Bay. <laughs> Most, not the one over on the Marcus Hillside here over in. Delafield, not that one. I I learned that out by going to go see Ghostbusters Afterlife a couple of weeks, like a month and a half or so ago. All of the ones by me are converted. Oh, lucky. No, the the one I yeah. saw Endgame in was a uh, God. It was it was the one where like the the star is like their mascot. Um, that it was Cinemark. Like, cinema. I I think maybe. It, like, it's like a it's like a star and like a ring of stars that sort of thing. It's not an AMC, is it? No, no. I don't. Oh, no. But they don't have a mascot. I was gonna say it's not AMC. It was like a it was like I want to say like C Star or something or I don't know. I just I know, wouldn't know. I just know that there was yeah. Uh -huh. The but it wasn't a Marcus. That's all there was to it. Oh, by the way, if you're going to a, by the way, if Mr. Marcus is ever listening to this, we get it, dude. We understand your fucking meme at this point. <laughs> Just cut it out. I love his I, commercial. I, I Shut know, up. I know, but it's like <laughs> Those he, are great. he just embraces it now and it's like I just smile. But it's like we get it, dude. You're a meme. <laughs> You're a meme. Just start he is the a movie. Meme and he is... I love you already. Just start the movie. And he's uber nice too. <laughs> I know this from working with people at, when I worked at a Marcus, people who had met him. He is uber nice. Well, yeah, well, yeah cause he, he's happy. He wants to bring the experience of the theater right here. Yeah. Which is why, uh, for, oh God, there are going to be people that don't live in the Midwest that don't know oh, what we're God. talking about. Yeah, yeah. So um, pretty much the C like the, the, one of the big theater brands here in the Midwest is Marcus cinema. And Mr. Marcus is the CEO. And he, Marcus Cinemas are very nice. They are very good cinemas to go to. I've never had a problem at a Marcus Cinema where I go to. 
I don't know if you guys have yeah. had any problems besides like the people that go see the movies. Um, I've never had a problem with like the staff working there or the theater being dirty or anything like that. Marcus cinemas are usually really, really good. And Mr. Marcus, yeah, I've been going to Marcus cinemas since I was two. Same I, and the, the theater I've seen Endgame at literally every move, every movie that's ever meant something to me. I've seen at the theater I've been going to since I was five. Uh, and I've seen, and it, it's scary that I, that, that theater is still standing and I've been going there since I was, I saw every single star Wars film of the modern era in that theater. Every single one. I think I've seen a bunch of, I've gone to multiple Marcus cinemas in both the area where I live and green Bay, because I have a friend that lives in green Bay. And there's two Marcus Cinemas in Green Bay. We don't care which one we go to because, like we said, Marcus Cinemas are good. And Mr. Marcus is the CEO. And he has these disclaimers before every movie. And he's like, hi, thanks for choosing Marcus Cinema. And they're over the top. They're cheesy. And Courtney, I never knew that. I, I That's actually really cool that he's actually just a really wholesome guy. Yeah. Like, I, uh, had a, I had a friend who ran into him when he was because he goes through and will tour through the theaters and visit the theaters so he doesn't just forever sit in his ceo office he'll go down on the ground and tour through the theaters that's a that's 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 a ceo that cares he like like you can tell he genuinely loves what he does and he cares about it so mr mr marcus you're me we, we get it you're a meme but thank you for giving us in the Midwest a wonderful theater experience. We really do enjoy Marcus Cinemas. Well, yes. I always make sure to buy some sort of food or snack product to support the theater itself, since the yeah, theaters during... don't make any money off of the movies. They make it off of the concessions. And yeah, the, t- so and it's... the tickets. Yeah, yeah wait, which wait, is wait. why during the pandemic, I would honestly just go there and grab dinner. I would yeah. just grab food and leave. Yeah, like when when theaters first opened up again, me and my buddy said, we got to go support the theaters. So we went and we started going seeing movies in person again. And, uh, you know, they had limited seating and they spent the good thing about a movie theater is you can limit the seating capacity and you can choose like you can choose where you can sit and you can limit where people can sit by based on the tickets you buy. Although they don't have people there telling you where you can and can't sit. Usually people were really good about spacing out in the theaters when theaters first opened up again. Yeah, and it's just like, when I look at a Marcus, it's just like, I know I'm home. When I go to a movie out of state, like I've gone to see movies in Florida, I've gone to see movies in California, and I'm just like, where the fuck do I go? Yeah. What is a theater that's not Marcus? When I was in Florida at the AMC uh, uh, on the Universal Boardwalk, it was just like this is nothing like a Marcus cinema. I don't like it. It's 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 get take me back, Mr. Marcus, save me. Yeah, I saw. I think I saw a movie at Universal Studios once, and I can't remember what. Oh, it was Jurassic Park three. Uh, Courtney, but like, okay. is, is is this another movie that we don't talk about? This movie, Jurassic Park three. <laughs> Um, so, uh, no, I like Jurassic Park three and I will, f- I will, f- I mean, I will... it did have one of the original cast in it, which is the only reason why I'm going to potentially see the next, the next one coming out just for the original cast. I don't give a shit. Three about the cast members one. came back. I know. <laughs> Goldblum. Oh, they've been doing that with everything, especially like Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters afterlife. Like I've, I've noticing they're, they're, they're bringing those people back. 
how many movies nowadays is that where they've brought back the like original cast slash actors? No, no, no. I also want to talk about like the ending of Ghostbusters Afterlife was seeing. Spoiler. Um, was seeing that actor's face at the end. Oh, the guy who played Egan. Yeah. Egan. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh my god. I started crying. Because he's crying. Because he's dead in real life, and that was like that was heartbreaking. That's one reason why Ghostbusters three never really happened was because he ended up dying. Yeah, and it's just like when Harold Ramis just like was in that theater, and I don't care about spoilers for that movie. It's been out from it's been out for months now. When he came on screen, I died crying, open crying in this theater, and I'm just like. And I gave like a big sigh, like walking out of that theater, like I saw something great. And that's good storytelling, like Courtney said. Yeah. All right. Uh, we've been going for almost two hours. Darian, my recording time is at two hours, seven minutes, and going on 30 plus seconds. So I've, I've got another blurb if I can quickly chime Go in. Go ahead. Chime Let's in. Take us it's back to it's Batman. Nerds Rant Live. Chime oh, in. We're, we're going, oh. We're going back to Batman because I found the next section on the Wikipedia article, which is spinoff series. So the Gotham City Police Department one that canceled. Um, but that got canceled. Wait, what yep. about the GCPD? GCPD, that one is canceled. Oh, that would have that would have been a great commissioner. Like that was supposed oh. to be the one about Gordon, right? Not quite, because the that was supposed to be a prequel to the Batman. <laughs> Oh, okay. talked about the first year of Batman's career. Um, that was where that one was supposed to go. But in March of uh, this month, Reeves said the series is no longer moving forward, though he hoped to revisit the premise in the future. Wright revealed that there had been decisions about him appearing in the series, but he did not entertain the idea before the film's release. So they might take a look back at it, but that one has been shelved for the moment. Um, the Penguin. Uh, we got a Penguin spinoff. HBO Max officially ordered the Penguin as a limited series this month. Yeah, so I knew that was happening. Yep. I knew that was happening. But, like, really, yeah. it's just come down to the ideal that it's this, like, Penguin's the only real thing. I want the Selena Kyle Batwoman either movie Or live action, but I think we've gotten to the point where we could just do so, a movie at this point. I, we could just do a fucking movie. I'd give Selena a series just to give her more time, more development time for things that she can do. Do you think? But the movie... other thing that we have on here, um, I, I, I'm Marvel is spoiling me with TV series. It gets more screen time. Yeah. Um, but then the well, other it's one more they or have less on... of like, I look at it more or less of the thing of like, yeah, it would give her more screen time, but I want her to like. I want the power of like having a bisexual character having their own fucking movie movie. That's fair. So it's um, just like, and a POC, by the way, and a person of color. Um, so my, question, other... my question is, though, with that, though, oh, sorry, Courtney, I don't want to cut you off, but if there's a Catwoman movie, would we see Batman in that movie just for a short period? No. Cameo. I would just say cameo and like, I would just do notes. Like he writes her a note when she's stealing something, or like or maybe she, 
or she calls at him. news articles of the Batman's what he is doing. Or like yeah, there's so a, there's basically a, what I would do in the movie in the movie that he's in with Dick Grayson while he's looking after like Selena. He's pining after her after looking at all of her break-ins. She's pining after him looking at newspaper articles of him putting people behind bars okay. in both their films, and they don't appear in, in the next films for each other. That's how I would do it. Or maybe there's just like a phone call, Selena, I told you to knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, so but... there's one other series that they have listed on here. When revealing the GCPD spinoff series was not moving forward in 2022, Reeves explained that it had that it had led to work on a new idea based on Arkham Asylum. He said the oh, series no. was built upon Arkham's introduction in the film, explore the origins of different characters related to it. He envisions a horror tone with Arkham being depicted as a haunted house. That scares me. See, I would just laugh if he depicted Arkham the right way and it was just a revolving door for 90 minutes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I would be, I would be down for that. Um, the other few, but like, not having supernatural elements, like, I think the, the thing, the way I would, alright, so, I know this is, like, years and years down the line, how would you like to see these films end? If you had to fantasize about it right now. This um, potentially transitioning into a Batman Beyond series. I, I don't know if I would want Pattinson doing that, though. Because it would be Pattinson as Bruce, as old man Wayne. It depends on how, again, it depends on how, how he gets there. What gets him there i mean to be fair they're kind of doing that with uh keaton um that's been a lot of fat and uh, fan stuff is like if keaton gets a good response from this i would just like make that batman beyond movie tomorrow sorry um make that batman beyond movie tomorrow hear me out guys hear me out robert pattison to star in the live action adaptation of batman versus the ninja turtles <laughs> oh, I got the hiccups now because of this. <laughs> and we just get Robert... then we get the we get the Edge Lord fucking Ninja Turtles from the end of the 2003 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated series. I just uh. need to see a scene where the turtles come rushing back to wherever their home is, and there's Batman just having tea with Master Splinter. <laughs> I would love it if it was the 90s Turtles with the Batman. <laughs> no, 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 no. We get we get Robert Pattinson in the live action version of Justice League, and versus and the, meets the Power Rangers. Oh, and I just God. need the live action scene of Green Arrow showing Kimberly the the punching bag arrow. It's a punching bag, <laughs> not the punching bag, the boxing glove arrow. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right. I fucking forgot he had that. <laughs> and I love how she's just like looking at it. She's like, "Is this a boxing glove arrow?" Bring- why, why do we bring- not have these? Why are we bringing Hawkeye into this? Oh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> Anyways, Hawkeye will be reserved for a Hawkeye slash WandaVision slash current MCU discussion because I need to talk about all that stuff. I need to. Um, I've I- been rewatching all of those things. I've just gotten to the What If series and I still can't bring myself to watch it because I don't want to listen to Chadwick Boseman's last thing yet. Oh, that, oh, that's right. You know, uh, as always, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. So, no, no, something I saw rumbling on, though. Rumblings of Killmonger being in Wakanda forever. Oh. 
but in a different but he's still dead but he's mentoring somebody else is what i've been hearing and i'm like well there is i need it entire possibility that he could come back because of dr strange um in my opinion i if i could if i if i had the pencil i would totally bring a multiverse version of Kilma monger but like what i would have done is it's from the multiverse where he and um t'challa grew up together but t'challa still died yeah we that's and the only reason why i'm willing to go there is because of the fact that we lost chadwick boseman otherwise i would have left that character dead but because we lost him it's like who's gonna take up that mantle yeah, yeah. and i'll say right now everybody says shiri i'm like no no Le- no Letitia Wright cannot be Black Panther right now, and she knows exactly why. Yeah, with, not with that drama. Uh-uh. Not with that shit. Nope. And Keaton, don't you, you can look that up later. Yeah, no, I'll 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 look that up later. We won't dive into that. We try to stay out. No. About, we'll reference stuff happening like behind the scenes, behind closed doors that come into the light. But you know, we won't talk about it on here. Go look it up for yourself. But um, ultimately, I would say. We need, I, I would love for Michael B. Jordan to be the Black Panther as long as he's an alternate ver- universe version of T'Challa. But the problem with that is everywhere I look, he's doing something else. And like, I just heard about him being in a film with Will Smith and I said, I need it. <laughs> as a black man, I need that. I, those are my two favorite black actors on the planet in the same movie. I need that. And I, and I need that before I die. But like, it's, I look around and it's just like, obviously the new black Panthers, they want, it's like, well, what about M'Baku the Manate? What about that guy? And I'm like, but that guy's got his own identity. He doesn't need to be the black Panther. Yeah. I, I, I like, I like where he is. I love that character. Can he stay that character? I don't want to try and change him into something else. I like his character. Yeah, and it's I just like, character, but I like the character. Yeah, and it's gotten to that point to where the question should be asked: Do we need one? Do we need a Black Panther? That's fair, but then I guess that that question then spins into another one of who replaces him then. Well, it's really just coming to a place where we have, to be honest. If we replace, quote-unquote, the Black Panther, we need to replace them with a character of equal standing. The problem becomes is, like, outside of Black Panther, we don't have that male African-American character. Well, we do, but he's trapped in Defender's fucking hell. Luke Cage. Luke Cage would be that character for me. But they said, we don't, we're not using that anymore. And I'm like, you should. Because that's your live action role model that you need in like a person of color that's a black man. Luke Cage is perfect for that. And while I will say the problem with the Defender verse that I'm going to call it is that they had a real problem with making second seasons. It's like every second season they made was just not great. The first season, always good, except for Iron Fist. But like, it was just like anything they more they tried to do, it was just like, nope, that's not going to work. Nope, that's not going to work. Nope, that's not going to work. Oh, well. 
But oh yeah, it's been months since it came out. At least we've got Charlie Cox. I look forward to more of him. We got Charlie Cox, so at least we have Daredevil. Um, but that's my whole spiel about that. Yep. So thanks for thank you everybody for listening to this Marvel spiel on the Batman podcast. Yep. <laughs> and then I got to do some RIPs before we end here because I, I hate to end on a sober note, but don't worry, these people are in a better place. So we lost William Hurt. Speaking of Marvel stuff, so the actor who played Thunderbolt Thaddeus Ross. Rest over the weekend rest, rest in, in peace. peace and then as of this as i'm finding this out this is going to come out on a later date but um um we lost scott hall former professional wrestler who worked for wcw and wwe scott he got hall? taken off life so, yep he's gone wait he, oh no he um suffered some blood clots over the weekend um after a hip surgery um and was declared brain dead earlier like earlier yesterday and then in the last couple of hours he was taken off life support he was beating for a little while but he has passed away as of my knowledge right now dude that makes me so so, sad because i know i not only loved scott hall but if you ever played the punisher game on xbox they modeled the punisher after scott hall it's like oh yeah so Rest in peace, Scott Hall. Um, my thoughts and prayers to your family. Um, you've been a huge influence on my life, obviously, as a wrestling fan. And obviously, outside of wrestling, to a lot of people. So, rest in power to William Hurt, and rest in power, power to Scott Hall. So, Amen. anyways, this has been Nerd Rant, Nerd Rant Live. Um, I have been your host, Courtney. Thank you for joining us for two yes, fucking hours. Thank you. I, Darian, I'll gladly come back again. Darian, now that I'm editing this in, uh, in my Premiere software, do you want me to add like sound effects? Do you want me to add like a little applause there for when we thank Courtney? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, just let me yeah. know when you've got more of these coming. I will gladly come back. Just gotta find a good subject matter for me. Yeah. As as for people tuning in to season two, in my season two, I'm releasing these biweekly. So these are gonna come out. I'm gonna try shoot for Wednesdays or Mondays for drop dates. Um. But as always, thank you for joining us. Um, this has been Nerds Rant Live. I have been your host, Darian Christian, a.k.a. The Every Nerd. Keaton, I, do your thing. I am Keaton, otherwise known as KCUB1996 on social media. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram. You can commission me for artworks on Fiverr. Or you can check out my YouTube channel, where every time I lose a bet with my friend, I have to make an ASMR roleplay video. Oh, Keaton, we have to talk about a future project, by the way. Oh, We'll talk about that behind closed doors because we gotta keep everything secret. Oh my. We gotta we gotta work that we gotta work that out. <laughs> Sorry, Courtney. All right, Courtney, oh would you like to my. promote yourself? <laughs> uh, my name is Courtney again. I am C3 Cosplay on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just a regular old cosplayer, just making costumes. She makes cosplay. amazing shit. You should follow her on Instagram. Follow <laughs> her on Instagram at C Cosplay. Follow her on Instagram. She's the best fucking cosplayer ever. See, she's won best in show multiple times. And if you don't follow her, I will come there and punch you right real good in the salon. <laughs> you need to do it because Keaton told you to. And that's the bottom line, because Jacob said so. Anyways, this has been Nerds Rant Live. Thank you very much for joining us, everybody. We are out. This has been the Nerds Rant Live podcast, hosted by The Every Nerd. 
Thank you all for listening to this week's episode. Main theme for Nerds Rant Live, Supermatch, was downloaded from playonloop.com, which offers free looping music to everybody. Thank you all for listening, and take care. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the closer of our podcast here, kid. Now, thank you all for listening very much today. Um, just a little few little moments here. It's currently April 6th, which means you have until May 23rd to use your debit card and credit cards on the Wii U and 3DS shops, as I told you before. Or that we would drop little um, things and tidbits at the end of it. I've bought quite a few games. Um, most notably, I want to tell you all about this today. Even though I'm not getting paid for it at all, I want to promote it because it is huge. And it only lasts for about another week or so. So please, please... Please get on your phones, get on your Twitters, get on your socials, tell everybody about the sale. So Sega and Atlas are doing a sale right now. They are doing a wonderful, 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 wonderful sale on the store where you can get games like Etrian Odyssey 2, Etrian Odyssey 4, Persona Q, um, Shadows of the Labyrinth, New Cinema Labyrinth. You can get Radiant Historia, which I believe is one of the best JRPGs no one's ever played. You should play it. It's only, and these sales are only down to like around $9. That means $9. Also, more more Atlas games like Shin Megami Tensei, Devil's Summoner, Soul Hackers. You can get Devil Survivor 2, Devil Survivor 1, all for under $10. You can also get Shin Megami Tensei 4, Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse. Also, Sonic games are on sale. Sonic Boom Fire and Ice, Sonic Boom Shattered Crystal, um, Sonic... Lost World for $9.99. You can also get a JRPG by the name of Stella Glow, Seven Dragon 3 Code VV, VFD, games that literally never saw outside of Japan. You can also get Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. You can get Super Monkey Ball 3D, Sega 3D Best, Classic Collection, and of course, Rhythm Thief and the Emperor's Treasure. So it's really, really a nice list of games and they are really really cheap this is probably the last sale it will ever have on a 3ds store so you should absolutely 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 go there and get those games while you can while they're cheap and while you can afford them i i i I cannot give you my biggest endorsement of radiant historia it's made by the same um team from triace that worked on radiate um radiata stories for the PS2, um, it is an immense game about time travel, um, a really great grid-based sort of um, JRPG turn-based style that I really enjoy. It's it's a really great fantasy story about time travel. Um, the game itself is hard as hell to come by, um, but I would say get it while you can. Because once it's gone, there's a good chance of it being gone until they decide to remake it, if they ever decide to remake it. And it is as it's only $9 right now, I cannot suggest it anymore for the 3DS. It is one of the, my favorite, favorite games to ever put my hands on. But once again, you have until about May 23rd, um, and that is on the day of May 23rd. It's not like... You can do it on May 23rd, and then the day May 23rd ends. You have to do it on the by the 23rd. So to the 22nd, really. So it's really to the 22nd. That is the last day you can use your debit or, debit or credit card. After that day, you can still use your... You can still, 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 still use eShop cards. Which, yes, your balance is over both the Wii U shop and the 3DS shop. So... If you end up having change left over from buying games, you can save that, use that for taxes like I like to do. It's a really, really good idea to do so. And once again, you've only got 
a couple months. And then after the eShop cards become only viable after May 23rd, that only lasts until August. August 29th, my birthday. The bo- uh, the one, one third of the best boys, that's myself. That is my birthday. On my birthday, the shop closes. So really, if you want to get these games before you can, it's a nice sale. Um, there are other games that are coming to the, to the 3DS shop that are just dropping now that will only exist on the 3DS shop for the last couple of months because after, and I mean after August 29th, the eShop is effectively dead. If you have a balance post-August 29th, you can still use the remaining balance, whatever you have left. But I also want to tell you, you need to make certain, make certain that that balance is empty. Because once it's stuck there, it's not going anywhere. It will not show up on your Switch shop, I don't believe. And once it's there, it's stuck there. So you so make sure you use every single cent you have. All right, this has been a closer. Thank you for listening to the Batman episode today. Thank you for listening to me rant about video games for about five minutes here. I have been the Every Nerd, and thank you for listening to me. All right, y'all have a good night.